Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brandon Ray. We got an interesting story for you tonight. We'll be joined by our guest Stephen as he recounts some of the events that happened in his earlier days. And it's pretty traumatic and upsetting, but Stephen was brave enough to come on the show and share his encounters with us. So before we jump into that, though, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, please contact me at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. And then we can try and get something scheduled for a future episode. But we're going to go ahead and jump over to our interview with Stephen. And again, keep in mind that this was a really hard conversation to have and for him to share his encounters and experience. I'd like to welcome Stephen to the show. Stephen, thanks for coming on. You want to tell us a little bit My about pleasure. yourself? Well, I am an artist, and it took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> I'm from a broken home, sadly. All that entails Kansas City, Missouri, United States, North America, that is. And other than that, I'm the total stranger that tries to make things interesting, if not comical. So here's to it. Yeah. So uh, your message, you kind of went into some details a little bit, but I figure I'd just let you go back and retell your situations and what had happened and everything with your encounters. Sure. So if you'd like to dive on into it, go for it. Excellent. Yeah, it's not a pleasant topic, however, and it's a thing that I actually had to labor to get through, though not on any sort of emotional or psychological level. It was the physiological effects of it all and not recovering from injury or anything like that, just the sensory and muscle memory and nerve reception involved in all of it is a lot and i'm pretty sure it's that way for anyone who finds themselves being violated or merely haunted honestly though you can't compare the two it's it's genuinely the difference between getting lost in the woods and outright attack so if that helps with any amount of comparison i'm pretty sure it will the gosh it really actually started when i was hardly even in my toddler years and the only reason i remember it honestly is because once i was around two years of age I kept having this thought in my head of seeing this room in a yellow tinge of light. And as years went on from there, I realized I was viewing a trailer from my crib or, or car seat or whatever the case might be. I don't recall what that was, but something this day makes me think it was me merely on a blanket and 
my so-called father and one of his friends had got it in their mind to poison my mother and I with natural gas and set the place ablaze doing so, her being a child, him being an adult, and there I am, the proof. And I will say this here and now, considering what I just described, I've reported these things to the local authorities and the local Federal Bureau of Investigation Agency, thanks to the internet years ago, so this isn't some matter of special needs trying to reach out for help. It's just us going down memory lane. Yeah. That being said, yeah. That being said, I from there I had a lot of experiences that I didn't perceive as supernatural or paranormal. I perceived it as other beings of the world and what i didn't quite grasp was why they were so readily and comfortably coming into the home i was in i knew that some of the people in my home were bad the way a child does and i connected the dots pretty quickly from there and ever since that time, it was right around, right at two years of age when things took off with all this, that I just came to accept them as neighbors and strangers and such, and rather confused that they weren't helping me get away from all this bad. So I figured there's so much of it, all you can do is mill about and such and help as you go or some such i never really took it all that far in my thoughts at that age at that point in my life especially it was just one of those things i had to get through like learning to run for example <laughs> and dodge and bicycling and everything else and i well, I just kept finding myself in these same sort of situations over a period of years. A lot of children, I found myself sneaking out of the house. Unlike a lot of children, sadly, I found myself practicing martial arts quite a lot and not really grasping that being what it was that I was doing something in me just wanted it to be done and i can't say that it was some sort of suggestion either i honestly think it was some sort of ancestral presence in my genetic memory or some such and i found out that there were other children in the neighborhood that were going through things similar sadly and at that point, things got very creepy. There were many different entities in and out of the place. And I could tell some of them actually used to live there, an elderly couple. 
And even as spiritual bodies of their self, they had this feeble countenance about them. And it was to the point where if there was anything horrid lurking about, for example, they would all but evaporate in my mind's eye. And that was the other thing about it that was different with me in comparison to, for example, the people who should have been imprisoned that were in the place. I could pick up on the presence of these things as if it were a photograph or a video or both in my mind, which alarmed some of these entities quite a bit to the point where they were warning me that if I kept myself open like this, bad things could get in too, which sure enough that happened. They call it sleep paralysis. And I say that it's different because every single time any sort of supernatural anything would happen, the deranged in my family would be horrified, startled, and frightened completely. And it was described to me by several of these spirits that they exude themselves that way because it also forces them to be normal after a moment or two. Or if they're sane at that point in time, it forces them to pay attention. And I know what I'm saying sounds like, well, we're not talking about a conversation over tea, are we? And no, it wasn't like that. It was audible sometimes, but mostly it was just a knowing between myself and the several people, whether they were elderly or clearly from a different era or both. The thing that really got to me, though, was there didn't seem to be anyone who could actually get things resolved. And I found out at a very early age that it was sort of like that throughout the world, sure. But when it comes to proper incarceration, that's a state of solitude, not a generalized population or confinement at all. They're by themselves for the remainder. And there is a lack thereof that, so I just chalked it up to that. And it took me a long time to realize that it's a parallel world, not a universe between the spiritual and the physical or the in between the metaphysical and physical, I guess would be a better way to say that though. It felt not like that at all for me. And (laughs) there was a lot of my being attacked and such every which way and there being intervened upon by these shadowy people, sometimes animals too, or an outright arrival of these orbs. And many a time they're even getting there 
the insane in the mix would scatter, blowing out air, then blowing out a appear because vice versa for that matter. I just kept on with my life. Martial arts, trying to go to school or that was going on as best I could and flat out telling them the details at times, but intuitively knowing that if I described because every other person was exactly Asians and uh, I there'd be difference because I had a grasp on things that much. Why on earth was I there in the first place or how was it possibly continuing and so on and so forth. I found out that there's just mixed I come happening all over the place and you, there wasn't much particularly done about it on site. It was more of a gradual sort of thing was put on site. More poignant experiences I, I had. It was in facilities. One of the things I have was as a child, I found myself asleep. And then I found myself, and it was right at that moment, excuse me, asleep. And I found myself in darkness, oddly. I remember thinking, though I could somehow, several entities now see this nimbus of light in their silhouette. It would make their attempt at subterfuge visible, sort of. And it startled them yet again. Yet at the same time, they got real manic and delusional about how exciting it all was and such and that mocking sort of tone and one of them a female that i mentioned before in the message i say female and it did seem human yet something else too not several entities in one or anything like that or centane got as close to me as it possibly could without any kind of contact and i could hear it thinking i'm going to get so close that he won't even feel my breath and then i felt her realize i was hearing her thought gets and she got really angry and fearful all at once and backed away a little bit more then i felt her realize i was and mocked me as if I somehow had some sort of power over her being able to do that and threatened to kill me. That she was going to kill me and she was going to kill them, the other abusers in the mix, for not making me please them and such. And they would routinely try to threaten and coerce me into doing every sort of horrible thing you could imagine. And I would just scoff at it or flat tell them no in my thoughts. And I may not bother to know my energy wouldn't be the same, that I'd have less of it, oddly, but only if they're close. And I would do it anyway when I felt good. And sure enough, it would get me in this sort of amped state of being where 
one false move and it's over, I knew instinctively it being what I didn't know because something told me, but at the same time there I am paralyzed feeling them try to invade my body and feeling them being slowly pushed away from me refusing and fighting back. And also from some sort of very slow arrival of those orbs that I mentioned before, many of them were so far away clearly waiting on others that it was like something out of a movie. And I could tell that these entities, one was a male who was definitely human in comparison, especially, but flat manic and insulting through the floor. Definitely Caucasian, too. I knew that much as well. And I got a vague sort of realization of its features, which startled it away from me into a shrouded sort of darkness in the corner of the room at that same moment. And this place is still a house to this day in Kansas City, Missouri. Events that happened shortly after that was the typical sort of thing where I'd feel the paralysis coming on and I'd be stuck for a moment and then it would go away. And I would hear them going back and forth with how here he is. It would be a between them and there's some other separate entity altogether in the mix all of a sudden. Uh, Things like that. But eventually, I'm not sure the details other than the orbs I spotted, they couldn't be around me and they couldn't come around there. It was this very dark presence that to this day reminds me of the armored knight with the cape and everything else that once it finally arrived there, everything felt very safe and secure and serene. But at the same time, this figure caused a sense of absolute fury and disgust and concern all at once. It's really hard to describe it in any other way than that. To where there I am ready to do battle as a kid who can hardly even perform squat thrusts and a (laughs) backflip. And one of the things it did to help in every way it could was through dreams. And one of these visions, in fact, was me walking down the hallway toward the room of my so-called grandparents and the door opens wide and there's this six foot plus well-muscled shaggy haired furry looking figure 
who is looking straight at me and there's this reverberation of absolute fury and disgust and concern. And there's just the sensation of dread, like some kind of wave of energy. Uh, if you turn the speakers up all the way, but it still sounds pleasant, but it's also bouncing off of everything is what it felt like. And it nodded glancing at the bed where these so-called people would have been and there's no one there. And that was the end of the dream. And it was me walking down this hallway and there's the voice of someone separate from this figure telling me, you don't want to do that. I know. Don't go in that room, meaning don't go in that room unprepared. And I somehow knew that's what he meant too. And it was a very old sort of older, large, healthy sounding voice too. <laughs> and in the vision, they weren't there in the bed yet. Everything was exactly how it is. And I knew somehow that it wasn't because my memory was making it so in the vision. They were painting the picture of how they had seen and knew everything that was going on at that point. And they told me that as much as one can in that way that I described, no less, before the vision stopped altogether and I woke up back in my room realizing that it had just happened, no less. And ever so often over the period of years, I'd feel that same reverberation of energy off and on, especially if I were downstairs coming up the stairs and I'd always look back in concern and never really spotted anything ever since. But there was always that sensation there. And I realized it was essentially some sort of security device, for lack of a better word, left there by these people. And time goes on, put mildly. And I think to the internet, I get to tell all in detail. <laughs> oh, gosh. And sadly, one of the witnesses to this day who is not imprisoned was a, when we were children, we were together. And there I am thinking she's a different age altogether in the first place. Wasn't the case. And that instance caused a flare of paranormal activity that was rather odd and unique all at once. But it had been so long since anything had happened that it didn't even feel the same. And uh, shortly thereafter, sure enough, I realized that I was being poisoned and intoxicated by narcotics and pharmaceuticals both. 
and I only realized it because of the sheer amount of time of sobering that had gone on and my thinking I was going to be a father (laughs) causing all the juices to flow and such but mildly and sure enough the more I I sobered in all of this, the more paranoid she became. And suddenly we were having a abortion due to health concerns, which I had voiced and I had no issue with abortion at a certain stage. Obviously it's still a abortion at that point, for example, because I knew she had anemia and whatnot. What I didn't know is because she was doing narcotics and such, and poisoning with everything she could, me, concerning it. And the paranormal activity that happened from that was genuinely feminine. I remember that keenly. And once again, it was a very dark sort of presence in several lighted, lit orbs that were present with it too. And it had me startled and it had her startled. What I didn't catch on for quite a long time though, was she was in fear of it. Denoting guilt and such, obviously. And ever since that day, I hadn't experienced anything other than certain other incidents afterward only to then years later as a father to a woman who I had hoped to meet when we were children, no less had special needs and I didn't know it. And it turned into one horror show after another with me having a medical issue. I'm still recovering from right now that I didn't know I was away. And sure enough, she found herself being hurt and violated into a state of pregnancy after her and I were no longer together, unbeknownst to me, due to her dysfunctional family, realizing I wasn't going to look the other way with their lack of sobriety in the mix. And the things that happened after that, it was the same sort of phenomena but a very organized sort of version of it if that helps (laughs) which does make sense i mean i'm not exactly unknown obviously to this circle of existence but uh the whole of it is just one of those things where you as a person know that all you can really do is go with the flow and share the knowledge do it this way too i mean i think it's one of those things where the more the better that's for sure i I'm actually putting things together to, to go to my brother's grave 
for this Halloween this year to see if I can make some things happen for everyone on video and whatnot, considering what had happened not too long ago while my child's mother and such is going through her cycle of brain damage and dependency and disorder as if everything's okay as it's happening to her, for example. And I think that'll be quite interesting for a lot of us. My whole experience with the paranormal and supernatural alike happened all over again back in the year 2012, as a matter of fact, a rather slow build to things. Ever since then, in particular, honestly, it's been a very intermittent sort of experience. I am one of those people that's been in a lot of confrontations and a whole lot of actual battling in my life, too. Me being from a broken home and living out on the street for the sake of comfort and whatnot alone, but sneaking to do so due to siblings and such that I couldn't get through to, to get away as soon as possible. And yesterday (laughs) and social services and the like failing to make foster care happen. For example, I just kept on with the staying around as much as possible to prevent anything that could happen. So you never had any more paranormal encounters after your younger years, like after you got out of the house and everything else? For quite some time, I just always felt a presence of the same energy, not necessarily any kind of sentience, though. I mean, it's literally like they left some kind of device there. I know and like there's some instances where <laughs> there's been like traumatic experiences as a child growing up and everything that there's entities that somewhat they somehow try to attach to an individual like because I think kids are more open for that. So I didn't know yeah. if that's something that's kind of like followed you. Yeah. It's it definitely tried to and believe it or not, I'm speaking from experience. They're attaching to anyone, be it a child, adult, or senior, is based on their physical prowess. If there's a lack there of it, it's got more of a probability. I remember that because I remember imagining as it was happening, swatting them aside, jumping away, kicking them away, all sorts of stuff, disappearing in my imagination, (laughs) all sorts of things. But I also had all these memories of others they had harmed who just sort of screeched and were affaunted by it, very dainty about it, for example, and were just obscured from my vision altogether by darkness completely, like someone poured it over them like paint. And that was the thing that really caused a lot of anger apparently with these entities was no matter what they did, I was seeing what they were thinking or communicating with each other. And it turned into some sort of, I don't know, 
just some sort of mass delusion between them concerning it. I mean, the back and forth of different entities altogether, for example. I mean, geez. Do you believe if they were entities or if they were demonic? I know some of them were demonic because the ones that were insane that were of our species, you and I, were starkly fearful of them. Even as they're going back and forth with each other about what they were going to do or not do. And sometimes I would hear them be flat threatened by the demonic entities or the devilish ones, which were very infrequent. And they would sometimes threaten them back and I would hear them being torn apart and screaming sometimes, if that ever happened in particular. Or I'd hear the devilish entities, and there is a difference, screaming in horror from the demonic ones. And I'd actually sense them marauding out. And the difference between the two being somehow, some way, demonic entities simply have more of a presence than any devilish one does. And those who were human or what have you, or certain animals, you'll never see any kind of predators or omnivores or any of that. I mean, you'll, you'll catch on to them like you would with the insane humans or the demonic or devilish, but they don't have any kind of energy they can put out or take in or both. That's the difference. And yeah, definitely demonic. <laughs> now, do you the think, demonic. Sorry. Oh, do you ahead. think that um, all the negativity from the household and everything was something that they were all just feeding off of? And they were also the issues that was actually causing it. Like they were the one, not so much maybe possessing, but like influencing the others to have that sort of impact on you. Well, just like anyone threatening anyone concerning threatening someone. It was that same sort of thing. What I got, though, is they were trying to corrupt the place, and it wouldn't work, so to speak. And it would just kept cycling them through hatred and anger toward one another. And when they realized it wasn't me preventing it in particular or any person, they realized they were in a place that wasn't letting it happen. And it very rapidly faded from there, especially after that armored figure was in the mix. It practically halted altogether. Now, with this armored figure, do you feel like that was a like a good presence, like a good entity, like something? It didn't that- feel. Uh, it didn't feel like a goodly sort of vibe. It just felt like someone who was aghast at what was going on. And they were definitely human, but more. Much like that insane human was, except none of those vibes going on, put mildly. And that entity, it felt like what I would imagine being around Batman feels like in all sincerity, except 
very courteous when it comes to space and such. And there were times where I could feel an invasion happening or whatnot. And this entity would simply vanish from my awareness. And then they would. And then it would appear wherever it happened. And I'd somehow know that it was so far away that I was actually just seeing the direction to go to get to where that entity had reappeared to stop them. Or it would happen right there in the house somewhere. And I'm to this day, I haven't felt anything like that, honestly. I mean, I joke about it feeling like being in the presence of Batman, but I gotta say, I'm pretty sure it'd be a whole lot more at the same time. If you ever go outside in a storm, that sensation is what it felt like being around this person. That very blissful, kind of healthy and robust and energized feeling in the air itself. Except I can't even really compare it to that. (laughs) And yeah, it made itself very apparent to me, but at the same time, it was a shadowy silhouette of what I'm describing. I couldn't make out any features of any kind. And when I tried to, it just sort of laughed right in my thoughts and applause. (laughs) No, I'll never forget it. And it was masculine. It wasn't feminine. Now, when you heard them, like the noises and everything, if they'd spoken to you, did they have like an accent or was it just like normal speaking, like normal English or? It actually was English for the most part, but older dialect, like you would imagine from the frontier. And I could also tell when it came to the demonic or devilish, they were trying to speak the language knowing they could at the same time, but definitely wasn't something they did. I mean, it sounded like it was coming out of a garbled, choking, yet perfectly pronouncing sort of thing. Uh, Best way to describe it, a corpse verbalizing. Unlike the movies, I gotta say, none of that. It was just a very blatantly unnatural thing. And I could tell intuitively that the more they did it, the more of their self they lost and would fade away. They're on a time frame, unlike everyone else. That was the major difference in how I always knew it was something evil instead. And I realized then that time was the universal solvent for all of this in comparison to everything else. (laughs) Did anyone else (sighs) in the house experience like a lot of the same things you were like, did they describe the same stuff or? Yeah. And some of them were the people doing bad things and they were forced to admit it to those who would talk about it sometimes too. And they would try to treat it like it was some kind of redemption story or rehabilitation process. They were going to counseling these people, but none of them were pressing charges or anything else. So I didn't really pay it much mind as a person. But yeah, they would talk about it to each other. And sure enough, I'd 
see for myself the fear and the regret and the hatred and the insults and the mockery coming from it all over again from those who are abusive. And all that entails. In fact, my my best way to describe it was dysfunction trying to mediate malfunction sure but it was a just a very awkward inane sort of counting <laughs> and they that's what was ironic about it one of the main reasons i felt so inclined to just share it all through the internet because i knew through interrogation they would be revealed to be telling the truth and being deceptive each whenever applicable. And everything I'm describing would be proven right there in that way too. I went as far as to get the United States military involved through the Patriot Act when I was 12 to get as much research data through monitoring the electronics and such in the house as they could because of what was going on prior to that. And also I had realized that my brother truly was dead and buried, not abducted like they tried to do with me. So it just all came out around that time in my life, as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. It's definitely one of those experiences. And I know it's hard to talk about stuff like this, but I think sharing your experiences and stuff could also help others. They're out here. They're listening. Quite. I, I don't mind at the same time. It's just a rough thing. One of those things, but it's just a very rough thing for me due to the sheer amount of abuse. I mean, I've been dead many times, if that gives you any idea. And the FBI is fully aware of the fact that there's several tapes of it involving me actually on camera with this horrible stuff happening. But the, what I was getting at is how I'm the result of a unnatural pregnancy in the first place. So I kind of knew that things not being grasped as readily as they should have been was due to that. So I don't mind talking about it. It's just a difficult thing. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate that. But um, again, I appreciate you coming out on the show, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for sharing your story. And um Hope to keep your head up out there. I know there's been a lot of rough stuff, but. I know, right? It's just a matter of initiative. If you get a chance, especially for your show, get out to the Park Lawn Funeral Home to talk to them about it, especially during the evening and whatnot or dawn, and especially if you've got equipment and such, and just introduce yourself and invite yourself, and you'll be amazed at the place. I promise that. <laughs> okay all right well again thanks for coming on the show and um 
if you have any more experiences you like to talk about, just get a hold of me. Will do. I'll share what I put together here too. And safe travels. Yep. Thank you. You too. And that's our show, everyone. Again, let's thank Stephen for taking the time out to share his personal experiences. I know it wasn't easy for him. It's kind of hard to listen to, but he was willing to share that with our audience. So definitely appreciate that. So one more time, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, reach out to me by sending me an email at tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. That's tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. We can try and get something scheduled for you for a future episode. Good night, everyone.